Welcome to the Families of Character show. I'm your host, Jordan Langdon, and as a wife, mom, and licensed clinical social worker, you get practical parenting stories, research-based parenting solutions, and most of all, support. Lean in and let yourself be inspired and reminded of the gifts you have as a parent. Let's jump right in. Hey, welcome back, parents. Jordan Langdon here. I have got to tell you, I am troubled. There is an emerging problem with youth sports, and it's seriously affecting our children. Man, the reason this is on my mind so much is because we have a teenage son who's refing youth sports right now, and the stories he comes home with are almost unbelievable. So today on the show, I'm going to share a couple of those stories with you and just shed some light on this emerging issue. You know, as parents, we position ourselves on the field or the court of a weekend game to watch our kids compete in soccer or flag football or basketball, right? That's all good and well. But what I'm noticing is that Many parents seem committed to playing like two, if not three roles during these sporting events, parent, coach, and referee. The role of parent makes sense. It's your kid out there on the field, right? Hopefully in the parent role, you're encouraging your child to do their best and come to the game organized and prepared and to be a good sport, whether they win or lose, and to do what their coach is training them to do too. But unfortunately, the new trend, this emerging problem that's getting way out of hand, it's really quite shocking. What comes out of sports parents' mouths during games is often this weird mixture of Emotional outbursts and deflecting, or what I call like blaming others for the mistakes of their child or for their team, fundamentally irrelevant information, and then just plain unintentionally misleading. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with some encouragement or cheering your child on, but many sports parents tend to go far beyond that. And if you think about it, there are only a few formative years where we as parents can sit down and watch our kids play a sport. But some of these parents act like these elementary and middle school games are like the World Cup final. It's mind-blowing. You know, my father-in-law, Jerry Langdon, who has been both a coach and a parent, mentioned in episode 41 of our podcast that parents coaching from the sideline is one of the most destructive habits in youth sports. And the reason is because it rarely produces better results in the short term. And then over the long term, it seriously diminishes the kids' development and their love for the sport. And it's ironic too, because if if you ask a parent who constantly coaches from the sideline what their end goal is, Nine times out of 10, it traces back to this personal desire of the parent for their kid to get a college scholarship in that particular sport. But 
the crazy thing is the very behaviors the parents engage in actually result in their child having an extremely difficult time adapting to the bigger and better competition they'll face when they hit their teenage and high school years. And then when that parent's behavior extends to other players on their child's team, they diminish the development of the entire team. This is an example of where, as parents, our actions, our behaviors are not at all pointing to our end goal, what we really want in the end. And let me tell you, any referee will tell you that sideline coaching from parents is more of a distraction to a kid. Because if you think about it, the games they are competing in require such quick decision-making. By the time you've said, shoot the ball or pass it, they're already on to the next decision. And so it's a big distraction to kids on the field or the court to be hearing all these different commands yelled at them. So really it's best if we leave the coaching to the coaches. And then if you'd like to help your child develop skills for their sport, I always loved watching game tape after the actual game, right? Sitting down with your parents or a coach and watching yourself on the court or the field to see where you excelled, where you did something really, really well, and where you could improve. So that's a great way to impact your child in a positive way, is to review the tape with them and focus on the good parts of what they did well and really reinforcing that so they'll do more of those moves, those skills, those um, actions on the field or the court. But it's really important for us to let kids develop their own personalities and build their own identities. Because because the goal of parenting is not to program robots. We're raising humans. They're all different in their own unique way. And we need to allow them the freedom to develop their own little personalities and their identities. And besides, success does not need to be measured in terms of wins and losses and points scored, especially when you're dealing with children and pre-teens. That's a lot of pressure. And this can be really hard for us as parents. Well, why? Why is that hard for us? Well, because real development is much more difficult to quantify. And we're numbers people. We like to see progress in numbers, points scored, um, you know, how many assists you had. Those sorts of statistics satisfy us. But growth in decision-making skills like technical ability, vision, and awareness, those don't always result in more goals or wins today. And these elements of the game also aren't developed by a coach or a parent telling their child what to do from the sidelines during the game, right? These skills are honed day in and day out in their practices when we, the parents, aren't there. They're developed when they are together with their teammates on the court, the mat or the field. So showing up to the game on the Saturday and hollering out, shoot the ball or pass it, it's just not helpful. 
And I'll tell you, after talking with our son night after night when he returns home from refereeing these basketball games or flag football, it is clear the sidelines have become a breeding ground for stupidity. And I'm serious about that, not just in behavior, but in a total inability to just sit back and enjoy the day. So I've kind of given you a picture in your mind of the parent who's yelling at the student athletes and and barking out commands or what they need to do every other minute of the game. But now I want you to shift your focus and think about the parent who takes it a step further to harass the official or the referee. I got to share a few stories with you because this is mind-blowing. It really is. So 16-year-old son referees these sports for kids' ages about 5 to 12, okay? So we're talking first grade to eighth grade. They are children. Each and every game he has officiated over the past year includes at least one parent or worse, coach, because they are the primary leader of the team, cussing at the referee or his partner, actually leaving their seat to come out onto the court or to the field to confront the ref directly. During one game, a parent got so upset about a call, this was a fifth grade basketball game, that he ended up earning a technical for his son's team because he was swearing at the refs and, and totally interrupting the game to argue with them. And on the way out of the gym, he actually stopped behind the referee and punched the basketball with his fist right out of the referee's hands. He punched it so hard it went flying into the adjacent court where players were in the middle of a game. This happened. Even worse, one parent kept yelling and running out onto the basketball court, and then when he earned his son's team a technical for his behavior, he patted his side and stared down the refs, insinuating he was carrying a gun. We're talking youth sports here, parents. Death threats? This is insanity. And you want to know how much these refs make? About $35 per game. And oh, by the way, this is going to be real surprising to you. There's a shortage of referees. I just want to stop here. Just stop and take a minute to emphasize the damage this type of behavior causes our kids when we behave in these ways. First, they are absolutely mortified that you would act like a toddler or worse, a criminal. The kid whose parent is yelling and causing a scene is either totally embarrassed or if this is, you know, normal for their parent and they've been exposed to this type of behavior repeatedly for any amount of time, the child's going to actually chime in and join their parent and start yelling themselves and start throwing their hands up on the field or the court going, yeah, it wasn't me. That was a terrible call. Because they've deemed this type of behavior acceptable. Second, they will fear getting punished by the coach because of your behavior. So all the while you're yelling and carrying on, they're going to be shaking inside, thinking this is going to come back to me later at practice. There's going to be some retaliation for my parent acting like this. 
gosh, this is not what we want our kids to be worried about when they're trying to get into a new sport or hone their craft on the field. Third, they're going to become confused because they will get in trouble for mimicking your behavior, either by you, because once you, the parent, see your child acting in these ways, because they will, they do what we do, right? Once you see them yelling at people, uh, cussing, right, running up and confronting people, you know, physically with two inches in between them, you're going to get mad at them because you see that behavior in them and you don't like it. You don't like what it might reflect on you as a parent. And so you're going to get mad at them, which causes them to be very confused because, wait, didn't you just act like this last Saturday on the soccer field? I thought this was okay. I thought this was what we did when we didn't like how something goes or, you know, someone made a mistake calling a, a bad call. They're going to be very confused. Now, I understand how referees and officials can make bad calls. I mean, I just watched March Madness, the NCAA Women's Championship game, and there was a lot of talk about the referees, right? Like, were they making bad calls? Are they out of position a lot? Did this affect the overall outcome of the game? I get it. Refs and officials make bad calls. They're human. But there's a difference between feeling that and expressing some quiet disappointment and then letting your emotions just boil over to the point where your behavior has become a distraction to the athletes, the coaches, and then even the overall, you know, well-being of the team, because now you're getting technicals for the team or, you know, they're so distracted that they can't focus on the play or the overall strategy to win the game. Guys, I'm a parent of student athletes too. I feel the intensity rise up when my son is out on the wrestling mat. Like it's hard and I yell, I will yell out, you know, get up, get up on your knees, you know, or, you know, I just feel compelled to, to say something that I think might be helpful, but I'm reminded this is not helpful. You know, I remember hollering at our oldest son to play better defense and get in and rebound the ball. Again, rarely do they hear you, number one. And two, by the time you've yelled it, they're already down the court, right? So you're just kind of wasting your voice and and getting your own energy amped up for what? Really for what? So having a love for the game, it's okay, but we have to keep things in perspective. You know, on previous podcast episodes, I've made reference to psychologist Carol Dweck. So she's the one that came up with the growth mindset theory that's just got so much attention over the past decade. And and she said the problem with her growth mindset theory is that many people have completely misunderstood or even misinterpreted it. And I think a lot of sports parents have fallen into this trap. A growth mindset isn't about avoiding failure. Instead, it's about not being afraid to fail because you know it's an unavoidable requirement for growth. And isn't that what we're trying to do when we're coaching from the sidelines or yelling at the coaches to make a certain play? 
is we're trying to prevent our child or our child's team from making a mistake. But listen, what she says is, no, that's not it. It's about not being afraid to fail because you know failure is an unavoidable requirement of growth. And Dweck says, the purpose of youth sports for kids is having fun, growing their skills, and learning how to become a great team member. Parents, we got to remember youth sports belong to the kids, not the adults. Very, very few, probably less than 1% of kids will go on to be professional athletes. Remember, there are no college scouts showing up on a Saturday to your eight-year-old's game. We know this. Okay, so it's important that we check our behavior at the door or the field and allow ourselves to settle in, enjoy the sport our kids are participating in, and focus most on being positive role models on the sidelines. Listen, when you're at a game, you're off the clock. It's a night or a weekend. Allow yourself to literally sit back, relax, and enjoy your kids. And by the way, this episode is not intended to like be a total takedown of all sports parents. There are plenty of you doing an awesome job out there and helping your kids to foster that love and passion for sports and the values that they teach. But I will tell you, your type do seem to be becoming less common. So if you happen to be a sports parent who wants to change your ways, it really is as simple as relaxing, being more hands-off, and simply asking your kid if they had fun after every game or practice, if they felt they gave it their best. That, instead of berating or overanalyzing their performance, is what helps. And also, remember this, instead of just rewarding points and wins, try to applaud those less quantifiable things like effort and development, provided those things are actually occurring. It's important that we are authentic in our feedback, uh, but applaud, applaud their effort. Saying to your child, you know, you worked hard and you're getting better is much different than you're the best because you scored three goals. Talk about inflating the ego of our children and giving them false feedback. We are giving them the wrong definition of success. So parents, I just want to challenge you. I just want to challenge you to help flip the script when it comes to youth sports. Wouldn't you just love to see a court full of players or a field full of players who raised their hand when they fouled or nodded in agreement with a ref when they've been called on their mistake? I'd love to see that. You know, there was a time where we did that, where we literally took responsibility and accountability and put our hand up when the whistle was blown because we made a mistake. We said, that was me, my bad. We have gotten so far away from that, where we are constantly believing that our mistake 
was actually the fault of a referee or an official or our teammate. It's so important we help instill personal responsibility in our kids and make calling yourself out cool again, right? That was me. Sorry, guys. I'm going to do better the next run down the court or the next run down the field. Instead of contributing to this sideline stupidity and entitled attitude among our players, let's bring back respect, personal accountability, and a love and enjoyment for the sport. Listen, guys, at Families of Character, we are all about conditioning our kids to be respectful, responsible, organized, grateful, generous, and forgiving little humans. I want you to join us inside our private Facebook group, The Thrive Community by Families of Character. It's so important that we encourage each other in this parenting community to grow and improve as leaders of our children, as primary educators and the most influential people on our kids. Listen, check out our shop at familiesofcharacter.com. We've got great tools to help kids grow and improve in character. We've got a great new kids journal that's all about developing these character strengths, and it helps kids use their personal gifts and talents to contribute positively to their families, to pitch in, to help out, to call themselves out when they do something wrong and ask, you know, apologize and ask for forgiveness. It helps them contribute positively to their sports teams and their communities and in their schools. It's called The Best Me I Can Be. Grab a copy for your kid and maybe an extra few for that next birthday party you need a gift for. Parents, be the example you want to see in your child in years to come. I'm always in your corner. I can't wait to connect next. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Families of Character Show.